ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Those Muckrakers, episode 80. I'm Pete. And I'm Pat. Oh, and I'm Amanda. And we have a special guest today, uh, Amanda Mack of uh, <laughs> podcast fame. She's a published author, uh, all-around cool person. Uh, so she's uh, she's actually guesting with us. Uh, Amanda actually let me be on uh, her super awesome uh, limited-run podcast, Million Dollar Day Player, which was yeah. super fun. Yeah, this was fun having you on. I had to talk about my worst uh, moment uh, in, in cinema when I had to watch that scene from, uh, uh, oh, what was the movie? Pulp Fiction. Yeah, the scene the scene from Pulp Fiction where you're like, oh, God. <laughs> well, which scene? The one where Ving Rhames is brutally sexually assaulted. Oh, gotcha, with the um, thing. You know, they parodied that in The Simpsons, and it was way more tame. I, I, that's not one of the, I don't understand Stephen. why anybody parodied... There's certain things, like, why would you parody that? It was the, uh, you know, the one-armed uh, gun seller in The Simpsons? Yeah. He was going to be the rapist in that scenario. And when um, Wiggums and Snake rolled into a shop, he's like, well, it looks like the spider's caught himself a couple of flies. And then, like, Wiggums <laughs> crawls out of there and leaves uh, Snake behind. Oh, no. Locked up, man. <laughs> Oh, no! <laughs> oh, man. Well, we've got some super fun, uh, well, super fun news. Uh, there's been, is it three back-to-back shootings now, or was it two back-to-back shootings and a stabbing? Uh, it was two back-to-back shootings that were so high-profile that we didn't even notice the uh, two less uh, high-profile shootings that happened over the weekend, such as, what? Well, where was it? Uh, Chicago was the one that no one really noticed, right. even though, because uh, only one person died, but like ten others were shot. Well, the thing about all these is they were all stopped within like a minute, right? Well, hold on, let me uh, check my notes. So I know, so I know the one the, in a, um, the one the one in a, the Ohio was the Ohio Walmart ended da- in thirty Dayton, seconds. Ohio. Dayton, Ohio. Dayton, Ohio ended thirty seconds flat. There was an armed guard that stopped the guy. Right. But so, <laughs> was it guess tw- how much uh, guess how it, much damage was done in thirty seconds? Was it twenty people that were uh, shot? That was Texas. That was Texas. Um, right, and uh, and Dayton. Well, actually, uh, more than 20 were shot, but nine were killed in uh, Dayton, Ohio. Nine, nine were killed, nine. 16, 16 injured. Well, I was telling, 30 seconds flat. I was telling Amanda this. I had a, uh, and I called them a friend. They're a friend of a friend, but they posted something about concealed carry, and they were like, I wish I could have been there to plug one of these people. And I'm like, someone did, and it was only 30 seconds, and still that many people got killed. Like, you're not, you're unless you've got superpowers, like, unless you're Quicksilver. <laughs> There's nothing you're going to do that wasn't done in 30 seconds. It reminds me of, uh, I think it was Meteor Man, where the mob shows up and it's like all these mobsters trying to shoot down a crowd. And Meteor Man's like shooting back and forth, catching all the bullets. And the mobster's like, the message is, you can't be everywhere at once. Yeah. Now, as a kid, I was like, but he just was. But as an adult, I'm like, well, you know, there is no Meteor Man. So (laughs) that's going to happen. And then all those people are going to die because in real life, a good guy with a gun can't like rapid fire shoot all the other bullets out of the air or whatever they expect him to well, do. Well, when when um when the uh the stabbing, I believe in Chicago, where like four people were stabbed and I think two died, somebody was like, "Nah, I bet liberals want to ban knives." And I was like, "Well, I mean, at least it wasn't a gun." And honestly, the further down you go, that like if we go, you know, people are like, "Well, sir, you'd kill someone with a rock." Okay, <laughs> tell me how long it takes you to bash twenty people to death with a rock. Yeah, so speaking of 20 people killed in a Walmart in Texas, within 24 hours, the Ohio and the Texas shooting happened. Yeah. Uh, in a Walmart in Texas, 20 were killed and 26 more were injured. And 
so that one was actually taken alive and in custody he admitted that yeah i was just trying to kill or he said he was just trying to kill as many uh mexicans as possible yeah he wanted to because, stop the mexican invasion like i was right, like they, they both had a a string of uh, manifestos online where they admitted to um you know this is all them wanting to play hero and deal with the in the quote infestation which that seemed that language seems just... familiar wasn't some high profile um individual like a public figure of some sort calling this uh, an infestation recently well what i want is i want someone to do an act of terrorism that's historically accurate i want someone to be like yeah i did this horrible thing because i wanted us to give texas back to mexico to write the wrongs that we per per perpetrated during the Mexican-American War. Uh, so, something that's based on reality and not just some demented orange man's uh, fantasy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the whole, like, I'd stop them, I'd be there. Well, you know, like at the Garlic Festival. Was the Garlic Festival in California where they shot a bunch of people? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that the, had just happened uh, yeah, earlier that That week. one was over in, like, 30 seconds. And, uh, yeah, and, like, the cops were, like, right there. It and, was... Like, um, uh, four killed, twelve injured in yeah, California. So four people what's, dead. What's crazy about that one, though, is like I don't even think the seriousness of it was apparent right away because I I saw the first videos I saw of it were these people who just seemed mildly inconvenienced by some gunshots that went off, and then like later the video start started coming out about you know the people that got killed at the garlic festival, but that that's scary to to. You can't even enjoy garlic. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I would never want to die in a Walmart. I would crawl <laughs> using every were... like ounce of my life's blood to be like, don't let me die in Walmart. <laughs> I got to get out of here. Just got to get out of the threshold before you haunt a Walmart forever. Well, you know, oh my God. You remember you when you were... Able, uh... Well, you know you wouldn't be able to get out of the Walmart because as you're crawling blood stain to the door, that door greeter is going to stop you and ask you for a receipt. <laughs> Have you ever a sheet for those bullets? You're I, carrying a lot I, of them I inside you. I don't have time. Let me go. <laughs> Remember when you were talking to the old employees at the one Walmart you did work at, and one of them said that, uh, no, you're going to be here forever. And you're like, no, I'm not, old man. I'm getting out. Yeah, that, well, was, a, that was a Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> at, at, the, at the end of days, you may be trapped there forever. But um, in all seriousness, though, there are a lot of tragic stories that came out about uh, mothers going back to school shopping with their children so it was a lot of families in there looking to the future that just isn't coming now because someone decided that they wanted to play hero with a uh, a military grade weapon yeah and that's the problem is you like this fucking whole stupid debate about like well bad guys will get guns anyway yeah well maybe they'll have less guns maybe they'll have to that's... resort to uh, if you anything you can do to stop somebody shooting you, like oh we made it so that the guns you buy uh, start playing fucking Yankee Doodle and you got to reload every third bullet, like even though that's ridiculous, that would slow them down. Yeah, yeah like the the whole then only bad guys would have guns is a pro anarchist argument, right? Like that's just saying why should we have any laws? Why why do we have a speed limit when people are just gonna speed anyway? Yeah, it's, so if we're going to do that, let's go the whole way, you know? There's a slew of reasons. First of all, if uh, guns were illegal, then we could see someone with a high-powered weapon and call the police before they start shooting because it's illegal and we can do something preventatively versus, you know, like, uh, we have to... now. Right now, we have to wait until at least 30 people are shot before the guy can pull the gun and stop him. Yeah. Yeah, same way if there were no speeding laws, you'd have to wait till someone going 120 took out a... 
flip their SUV before you'd be able to say anything. But since we have speeding laws, we see someone driving that fast, we can pull them over. Well, it's just like we talked about bombs. The reason that most bombings are ineffective is because you can't just go out and buy a bomb. Exactly, because... After... Bad guys still get bombs, but they don't work because A, you have to buy the parts. B, most of the parts are on watch lists so you can get stopped. C, people could see you making it and report you. D, you have to actually know what you're doing, which is a major, you know, snag for most people. Like the MAGA bomber wasn't able to kill anyone because he didn't realize that pipe bombs work differently in a controlled environment versus after he sent them through the mail. So instead of killing like 30 people, he killed nobody. If pipe bombs were available at Walmart, he would have killed 30 high-profile uh, mail carriers because None of the people he sent pipe bombs to uh, check their own mail. Well, he recently just got sentenced to, I think, 20 years, which is good. Um, but I, I, I thought also, it was more than that. Well, it might be more than Either way, that dude should never come out. Um, Certainly not. I'd like to go for a minute to international news because some shit's going down in Kenya right now. Okay. And it is fascinating. So the first news story out of Kenya, uh, Kenyan MP is kicked out of parliament for carrying a baby. Um, a female MP in Kenya was kicked out of parliament in the capital of Nairobi because she brought her baby into the chamber. She said she had an emergency and had to take her baby to work. Uh, the parliament was disrupted and the deputy speaker, uh, they, they have some quotes um, where they, they kicked her out. They were like, get that baby out of there. They said, this is unprecedented. Um, she said, uh, <laughs> well, she said, I tried really hard to, to not come with the baby, but I had an emergency. What am I supposed to do? If parliament had a nursery, I would be able to put my baby there. So, like, yeah, they all freaked out and kicked her out because, according to house rules, strangers are not allowed into the chamber. Oh, no. What, that was the rule? Yeah, so I guess if they'd introduced the baby? <laughs> I, maybe they were afraid the baby was going to spy on them? I just, I didn't, um, and this is a weird one because, like, I understand that it's it's got to be difficult to, like, have a baby, but also I'd like to ban babies from more places. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of on the people that kicked her outside. I'm sorry. I know that's fucked up, but get that fucking baby out of here. It's like uh, people, whenever they're asked if they approve of gay marriage, marriage, they're like, I don't approve of any marriage. Yeah, no, yeah. no one should it's be not, married. Not that Peter, it's not that Peter uh, approves of um, pro-kicking babies out of Parliament. He approves of pro-kicking babies out of every place. I like to think I'm consistent across the board. Keep your baby at home unless it's mute. <laughs> you know? oh, I feel sad for the mute baby. I don't, because he gets to go everywhere. He's fine. Ah, That would be a delight to sit next to the mute baby on a plane. Yeah, it's just anywhere I go, someone's like, I'm going to bring a baby in there. Like, why? Like, I went to, um, oh my god, it was the archery range. And I'm like, getting ready to shoot, and then all of a sudden, meh, and I'm like, why is there a fucking baby in here? Like, that is, it's like the last place a baby should be is in a fucking archery range. Hmm. Ah, uh, like, one, one missed shot, and there'll be a lot less crying. I guess so. Uh, I mean, that's I very sad, like, um... What was the thing called? Uh, Crying Wolf in uh, MGS4, to go back to that for a second. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that was a lot A lot of quiet babies. It was. Just, I, um, just, just... That was the one where she, she like, accidentally uh, suffocates the baby because it's crying. and Her, her little brother, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was, we're, we're... That was a rough one. But we're talking about the, the Beauty it. and the Beast squad, if any listeners are curious. Yeah. So, as if that wasn't bad enough in Kenya... Um, apparently, uh, a debate in, uh, Hama Bay was suspended because somebody farted. <laughs> <laughs> I 
This is a real fucking news story. Uh, they said, Honorable Speaker, one of us has polluted the air, and I know who it is. Uh, Julius Guy reportedly told the Hama Bay County Assembly. What, what, but the, was it Julius Guy? Because he who smelt it dealt it. Right? I don't know if they have a parliamentary rule on he who smelt it dealt it, but the member accused of farting is said to have replied, I am not the one. I cannot do such a thing in front of my colleagues. Do, do, um, they, um, do they have to introduce the fart or else it becomes a stranger? Well, they said that they, uh, the officials said, uh, bring in air fresheners to make it pleasant. Get whatever flavor you will find in any office, whether it is vanilla or strawberry. We I cannot continue dissipate. sitting in an environment that smells bad. You know, I kind of feel like... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, no, you go ahead. I was, I was just going to say, I feel like Kenya is experiencing babies and farts for the first time. Just like, just all in the same week. They, they're... They've, they've just caught up to the rest of the world. Is that like new democracy where they're like, oh, what is that? What is this foul pollution? And what is that smoke crying human? <laughs> oh, it's like it's like aliens are taking are being humans for the first time and they don't understand. Like... Someone is attempting to poison the chamber. Flee. That's what it kind of feels like. It was the tiny person. But my favorite part is that I just know that Wesley's going to rewind this part of the podcast to listen to the fart story over and over. And then after he's listened to it like three times, he's going to run, get his mom to have her listen to it. Hey, Mark, you got to hear this. There's a story where people were having parliament and someone farted. I like to imagine that Wesley's whole family gathers around like an old-timey radio to listen to our podcast. <laughs> oh, that would be adorable. Mom, and they have like a little blanket. One long, like, furry blanket for them all to huddle under and get close together. And Ma has a pot of soup that she passes out. And... I'm just saying, we need Kenyan C-SPAN right now. Like, there needs to be <laughs> cameras in, like, Kenyan Parliament, because this sounds fucking hilarious. Uh, in other news, there seems to be some strange chirping creature outside the window. We cannot continue until the chirping has ceased. <laughs> oh, it's a bird. <laughs> it's a cricket, guys. It's called fucking cricket. <laughs> This just seems like some National Lampoon stuff, like somebody accidentally leans against the light switch, you know, and flip the lights off, and the MP goes, I've been blinded! Assassin! The lights have gone out! Oh, you're right. It is sort of like a whole chamber full of uh, dicks from uh, Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah, just a, just a whole chamber of like, aliens that are like, oh, God, what is happening? They, they see a mirror for the first time. My God! I'm... <laughs> Gorgeous! Doppelgangers have invaded the parliament! <laughs> Destroyed the interloper! Well, speaking, so. speaking of um, interlopers, uh, I have a specific Dear Abby, uh, Wilda, that I think is you as a middle-aged woman. <laughs> well, I mean, I do Pat, ten, have a tendency to... Name. I do have a tendency to uh, drink myself under the table from time to time, so mayhap in one of those many late-night uh, brewery sessions, I wrote into Abby so to this, reveal my deepest, darkest feminist so this, secrets. This one is titled, Woman Happy to be Alone Attracts Unwanted Sympathy. <laughs> Dear Abby, I'm a middle-aged woman, or Pat, who has survived a 30-year toxic relationship with a covert narcissist. I'm more blessed to be able to divorce him and get therapy for his emotional abuse. I have six amazing grown children. I'm also a sophomore in college and have a part-time job. This is the first time in my life I'm able to actually do things by myself. To say the least, I'm busy. Most of the time I enjoy it, shopping, movies, even dining out. However, for some reason, especially while dining out, 
I get unwanted expressions of sympathy for being alone. Stranger's comment about how sad it is to see me eating all alone. One woman offered to introduce me to her brother. She also went so far as to ask for my phone number so she could pass it along to him so that way I would have company. I have friends and family and if I wanted company I would have invited someone. Sometimes I want to be alone and enjoy my me time. How can I respond to these unwanted comments and nip the conversations in the bud so they don't interrupt my entire meal? I am so curious. Like, I go out and eat alone from time to time myself, but I never get, like, sympathy stares like that. Do, do I look like someone who deserves to be alone? Yes, you do. You look like <laughs> someone that deserves to be alone, Pat. That's what okay, I was that, gonna, that settles that. That's what I was going to say. I go out and do stuff by myself all the time, but, like, I look, at least I look okay like I don't look like I'm 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 desperate for someone to be across from me. So I'm thinking maybe she just has this look of of perpetual like I think this has to be a small town thing. Yeah. Rest that too. She, she has resting lonely face. Yeah. That or it's one of those small town things cuz I tell you man like in New York if I was just like eating my food and someone was like, "Hi, are you lonely?" I'd be like, "Get the <laughs> fuck away from me." <laughs> But see, I don't think you'd ever even run into that situation. Because, I mean, even in small towns, I don't think people really care all that fucking much. Like, I, think, I don't think they care. I think they're just nosy. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're just I like, mm, I'm going to be in your business. Like, how, how do you respond to this? Just fucking, like, break something at the table and be like, fucking next one's going to be your wrist. Do you understand <laughs> me? Oh, yeah. We do, we do have to uh, solve their problems. Um, I just don't like I, people I don't know talking to me if it doesn't require being talked to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last guy that came up to me while I was eating alone, I was at a, I was in grad school and I grabbed some quick food in the cafeteria. He tried to recruit me to a fucking like, uh, like Christian prayer group. <laughs> she could and behave then... like Yuri from DDLC if she wants to uh, scare people off. When they're all like, "Hey, <laughs> do you want to meet my brother?" Be like, "Oh, does he want to meet my knife collection?" <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> Just start chanting, stranger, danger, stranger, danger. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I just, I don't like, I, I, some of these bother me. Because, like, man, tell people to say the fuck out your business. Like, how weird is that? Be? Would you like to meet my brother? I could give you his number. Yes, give my number to a weird person I've never met before. I, I would enjoy that. Hmm. Maybe he could chain me up in his basement later and fucking torture me. <laughs> you know what I mean? That I, sounds great. I, I have an idea. Order, I... Uh, she wants to not be bothered in the first place, so uh, ask for a table for two and order um, two servings of half of what you want to eat. That way there's a plate across from you and yours, and no one will bother you because they will assume someone else is coming, and then halfway through, swap plates and eat the second serving, and they'll assume whoever it is left early. No, what you do, you order two meals, you sit down and eat, and while they're looking at you, you go to the bathroom, completely change clothes, makeup, and outfits, look <laughs> like another person, come down and sit at the other chair. <laughs> I was going to suggest she just goes, like, real Lars and the real girl with it. Uh, you know, get one of the sex dolls and just... Yes! <laughs> yes! across from her. No one's going to talk to you if you're sitting across from a blow-up doll. <laughs> or, like, a real not, doll. Yeah, not I, even, like, a yeah. blow-up doll. Like, get the quality shit. Like, don't don't get, like, some no, Joker I, store. I think it's better if it's, like, a cheap store blow-up doll that you've dressed up. <laughs> and but it's it, just sitting across from you. <laughs> But if she's sitting across from uh, Mike Pence, wouldn't Mother be jealous? Because <laughs> we believe that Mike Pence is a real doll. That's the running gag on this show. Or his superpower is whenever he's like, oh, I don't like this political shitstorm, he just leans back and tries to look like a real doll so people will leave him alone. 
Yeah. Like, don't do it, Mike. Trump's going to fuck you in the mouth. Because <laughs> you know that if Trump walks by a real doll, he's going to be like, ew, you know what? Maybe. <laughs> maybe what? We can't see what you're doing, Peter. Uh, I'm just imagining Trump going maybe and then like slowly unzipping his fly and just like looking at the real doll. Pin starts sweating. <laughs> She's like, oh, you know, no, I made a mistake. I can't. Now, I, I, I don't know what I'm going to do here, okay? Nobody knows, but let me tell you, the lying media will try to say that I had sex with the doll. Not true, folks, not true. What I actually did with it is a secret, but I'll let you all know soon. It's a secret. You'll all be so happy. Mike Pence often has that, like, Jenny from Forrest Gump, like, please turn me into a bird, Lord, so I can fly far, far, far away, like... Look in his face. He seems oh. like he's in, he's just in it over his head. He's just like, I just wanted to make gay legal, Lord. This is way more than I ever bargained for. <laughs> but yeah. So for this lady, I think you get you get a blow up doll. You bring it to the restaurant, like in a bag, and then you when when they come over to you, you go, hang on just a minute, and you just start you start inflating the blow up doll. You Ask start, them to do it for you. Like yeah, that's you, exhausting. Having to blow that up yourself. You blow this up for me. <laughs> <laughs> if they don't leave, man, you've got a good friend. <laughs> oh, no, then once she has a good friend, then they'll start eating with her, and that, like, defeats the purpose. Well, I guarantee that if you start, you have them blow up a blow-up doll for you at a restaurant, they're going to beat feet. Like, they're not going to be able to get that check fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> they're fucking gone. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, hey, would are... you like to meet my brother? What's his lung capacity like? <laughs> <laughs> So our second one comes from uh, Ask Amy, and it says, Lonely woman gets catfished on social media. Oof. And this is a thing that can happen to people, but it shouldn't happen to people in 2019 because you have so many ways of, like, getting a picture, FaceTiming, you know what I mean? Like, there's no way you should be able to get catfished. But, nevertheless, I'm a 65-year-old married woman with grandchildren. I live with my husband. I love social media. I suppose I'm lonely for attention. I meet young guys on social media and develop strong feelings for them. I don't think of myself as a flirt, but I have compassion for these guys going through hard times. It is uh, is my way of thinking normal. I know that we're never going to get together, but when one guy ignores my messages, I get really upset. I don't know why this said uh, she was catfished. It yeah. Is she like... catfishing people? Maybe. Maybe she's like, I'm not 65. I'm young and vivacious. <laughs> You should see my bazoongas. Is that a word the kids use? <laughs> yo, yo, Brad, this girl's totally into me. She says she wants to show me her, uh, what's a pagonia? <laughs> she says she wants to do the Charleston. <laughs> it sounds like she needs to have a conversation with her husband. Yeah. Well, I mean, does she do anything or is it just like flirting online? I mean, like a chat roulette system. It sounds like she's flirting online, but like still, like that's okay. like emotional cheating. Yeah, yeah that's true. If hmm. I was dating somebody and they were like, uh, yeah, so I talked to, I talked to these people online, like, oh, because you know she's getting like just tons of dick pics, right? <laughs> Very likely. I mean, that's the uh, that's the response you give before your name these days. It's, yeah, it's it's a it's a horrible it's a horrible plague online, but. I feel and, like uh, Amanda Craig is ever uh, wrong, but I feel like if you're a woman and like you talk to any young guy on the internet, like there's a ninety percent chance of just like unsolicited penis pictures. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's um yeah, I mean that's that's really the, the only language that young 
men on dating sites talking for the most part, just dick pic. So basically, you know that's what she means when she's just like, I develop strong feelings for him. It's like, yeah, because somebody's, you know, people are sending you the goods, like. I think this woman needs to be off the internet altogether, because I feel like she, because she's sort of falling for for these situations from these people who are obviously not the young men she thinks she's talking to. Like, I also feel like she's the person that, like, shares that post from, like, the, the, the fake pages on Facebook where it's like, yeah, Ellen, yeah, yeah. Ellen DeGeneres says if I share this post, we all get $2 million. <laughs> like, no. Ellen. Well, I think yeah, I think she needs to get off the internet and like meet some people. Like it just sounds like she's lonely and like her husband. Because um, my version of sixty-year-old guys is like, what? I've still got to talk to her. God damn it! Like <laughs> she's clearly not getting attention and just like I don't know, man. Maybe you're sixty-five at that point. Let's make it an open marriage. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know, man. Sounds Marriage, good to me. Marriages are tough, and I feel like they get tougher the longer you've been in it because like at 65 years old if you've never been like i would like to see some strange genitalia and the other person is not cool with it it's kind of too late to put that cat back in the bag right well i kind of feel like it would get easier by the time you're 65 70 because by this point it's like well i creeped her out today but who cares who else she gonna go to well, that's the thing. Like, I knew somebody that went through a divorce when they were, like, 70, and it was life-destroying. Because exactly. when, when you're 70, it's not like you can be like, I'm going to get back on my feet and start dating again. You just go, I'm going to, oh, everyone's dead. <laughs> well, yep. Because my grandma was complaining. You know, my, my grandpa died, and she was complaining as she briefly was like, I'm going to date again. And I guess they're all looking for, like, a weird sex mama. Oh. Yeah, because yeah, they're like, I want a woman that's going to take care of me. And occasionally have sex, but I don't want to go do things. You know, because she's like, she's like a get out, travel, do stuff. And I guess they're like, I just want to sit at home and watch the wheel while she cooks and then shuts her fat yapper. Yep. That's uh, kind of a dead end at that point. So if you're with someone at 70, maybe uh, ride that thing out. See where it goes. I guess. Or just go online and flirt with, uh... she seems like she would enjoy chat roulette. That's exactly what I was thinking of, chat roulette. Which should just be called penis roulette, because let's face it, that's just what it is at this point. Well, Omega was... is uh, penis roulette. I don't even know what that is. What is Omega? Or, or um, uh, um, Omega or something. It's It starts with an O and ends with a gull. That's... <laughs> but it, it's basically oh, chat roulette. It's just, it's just kind of like a different ah, the... program. The... There was a uh, South Park episode about chat roulette, and the running gag was... Uh, it they would have to shift through like 50, 60 pictures of penises before they would find a real person to talk to. <laughs> and, and I was very curious about that. So I hopped on chat roulette and I went through like 80 convers, not 80, maybe it was around that. I don't know. I went through a lot of them. No penises. I was so disappointed. Um, I, well, I mean, you're lucky. We catfished a bunch of people on chat roulette once. Uh, with your we... penis? <laughs> no, 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 not with my penis. Uh, we, had a, <laughs> we had a friend and so like the joke was, uh, she wore a low-cut shirt, and then uh, her boyfriend had a puppet, and he put it inside her shirt. <laughs> so, like, they would click over and be like, hey, what's up? And, like, she would say something, and then the puppet would pop out of her low-cut <laughs> shirt and go, what are you doing to my wife? Amazing. Some people were like, this is hilarious. Other people were like, click off, click off, the puppet's angry. <laughs> I made I mean, a French puppet's a wife upset. 
if it was like the actual husband walking in the room, that might be something. But if it's just like a doll or yeah. something. Yeah, it was just a puppet. The, the guy's hand in a sock. Clearly, this is for entertainment. Yeah, basically, like a sock <laughs> puppet would pop up through her shirt and be like, What are you doing? I would cut you. Like, so that was funny. We killed a lot of all that. that night. <laughs> but, uh, no, yeah, so fun. I don't know, man, lady, like, fucking. <laughs> Hopefully she finds the attention she's looking for. Because she seems like the kind of person going to be like, I met several nice Nigerian princes and I sent them money. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. I mean, actually, yeah, I do have an answer for this. Talk to talk, She needs to talk to her husband and let him know what she's doing. That way she's not emotionally cheating if it's all like out in the open. But what she needs to lay it out like this. It's like, well, either I'm going to keep doing this or we'll just have to sit and talk more with each other. And he'd be like, oh, God, no, get out of here, woman. Yeah, but and I feel then like... she's free to chat roulette all she wants. Yeah, I mean, cause relationships can be really lonely. Uh, speaking of people who are really lonely, um, so we were talking about the shootings earlier. Uh, this is my favorite news story. A security detail has stepped up outside the NRA president's home following the mass shootings. Yeah. Oh, so the the, the, the NRA is uh, suddenly scared of guns, are they? I'm just like, well, I thought that a good guy with a gun could stop a bad guy with a gun. What you scared of? Yeah, do, do they not? You know, freaking uh, Lumpy Hannity had his uh, show again recently where he was trying to say what we need to do in order to prevent gun violence is just to have an armed guard on every floor of every school and mall and theater and all that. And I'm just like, you're describing a dystopian police state where we are just surrounded by armed guards and, you know, on the constant edge all the time. We're always walking on eggshells all the time, 24-7. What the fuck kind of future is this? Well, I think it was uh, Trevor Noah that said in a, in, a dis- in a world like that, the only thing that would be free is the guns. We'd all be prisoners. Yeah. Well, remember we said once that we should just have everybody, every man, woman, and child uh, followed around with a tiny little drone that has a gun on it. <laughs> and just, did we? Yeah. Well, did we not come up with that? Because I thought maybe I dreamed that, but I think it's a good idea. It's cheaper than hiring armed guards. And just everyone has their own, like, personal, like, little murder drone. And if you fuck up, it just shoots you. Anything that inches us closer to the world of Metal Gear Solid, I'm down. Um, I just love the idea of trying to outrun my own murder drone. (laughs) No, I'm humming 007. That's not MGS. (laughs) (laughs) I was just going to let you (laughs) But yeah, no, yeah. 007! I tried to listen to, like, a Hannity-type show today because... I'm so tired of, and this is going to make me sound terrible, but give me a second to work, to dig my way out of it. (laughs) NPR has been doing LGBTQ history for like a year, Um, which is fine, but they've turned into basically, remember when the History Channel was like, up next, Hitler, and then after that, Hitler's secret sauce, the foods of Hitler, and then tonight, at eight, Hitler's friend, like, they just kind of like hit one note and you're like god damn it like all right like i just want some more variety so, okay we get it you hate lgbt so how are you today amanda <laughs> i'm good i'm good i know i just want to hear different news stories and it's fine but it's like so it was just that that's like i'm like ah uh, so i flew solo to am radio and am radio is just going it's just a constant them going the steel dossier hillary clinton <laughs> Podesta, steel dossier, and I'm like, God, can I? Just, I just want some variety. Can I please? Can I have some other talk radio where someone's like, you know, I'd fuck a monster truck, like just anything interesting. Can you believe they're still on Hillary after all this time? 
Well, Bill wasn't, so, you know. <laughs> I was thinking Bill O'Reilly at first. That's why I didn't laugh. I was like, what, Bill O'Reilly? What? No, well, like... that because he's off the air, but that's not, oh, Clinton. <laughs> talking, shit about, talking shit about Bill Clinton. Um, but, yeah, no, just it's just like they got nothing. And then I finally turned it off because they go, Michael Flynn, completely innocent. <laughs> and I was like, okay, goodbye. Isn't... Didn't he plead guilty and he's in jail right now? Or am I thinking of yeah, a Yeah, doing a lot of years. Super guilty. Like, <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Yeah, there's a long, long list of uh, people that have pled guilty. Like, everyone closest to Trump pled guilty to colluding with the Russians. Funny how only the one guy who is above the law is uh, not being arrested. I just, it. I just, I Must I'm, be because he's innocent, right? Not because he's above the law. And I feel like I gotta go back. I don't have anything, I don't have any problem with like, you know, the anniversary of the Stonewall riots or the uh, LGBTQ movement. Like, it's very important, it's very important to know about it. It just feels like NPR has been on that. And it's not just they're on that, like, they're interviewing people that like, are now like, weirdly neighborly adjacent to like, so can you tell us, were you, uh, were you present at the Stonewall riots? And they go, well, no, you know, I, I live uh, I live way out in Long Island, but I tell you, I heard about him. <laughs> why, why are we talking to this guy? He has nothing to contribute. I, uh, speaking of um, talk shows like uh, NPR, did you hear what happened to uh, Tucker Carlson? Uh, we're talking a little about that. So he said that, like, white supremacy is a myth. Yeah, uh, so earlier this week, um, Tuck the Cuck Carlson said that uh, racism... Call him by his name, Cucker Carlson. Cucker Carlson. He he tried to play off racism like one big liberal myth. Like, it's just liberal propaganda. There's no such thing of it. Not just now, but ever. It's never existed. It's a figment of our imagination. He got a support tweet from, like, David Duke, the head of the Klan. (laughs) Yeah, the... The guy with the weird milky white eyes. He looks like a zombie. David it's Duke like... David Duke looks like a cat became a person. <laughs> like he looks like he'd fit in, in that creepy live action cats movie. Like there's something wrong with his face. Look. If... Uh, you remember in Animorphs how whenever they're turning into an animal, before they finish turning into that animal, they have like weird disfigured like yes. halfway there, they hit the yeah. uncanny valley and it's like really gross. Yeah. He looks like he started to do that and then he just got stuck and became a nothlet. Why is it people that are all about Aryan superiority also look like the worst representations of Aryan superiority? You notice that? Yeah, it's not like... like it's not like Dolph Lundgren is out there like, you know, head of the clan like it's 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 David Duke and like Tucker Carlson like look at like Hitler and his inner circle. That's yeah. your representation of superiority. Yeah, yeah, they're uh they're trying to convince someone, I guess. I'm just saying you got to uh, put you got to put the uh you got to put the show fruit out first, you know? Like every every like white supremacist like guy I've seen arrested, I'm just like, "Oh my god, like he he looks like he was born in a 7-Eleven bathroom. <laughs> you know? Hey, so uh, Tuckerl's facing uh, a few weeks suspension now for his uh, crazy, idiotic remarks, which come on the heels of people admitting that they just killed a bunch of people in the name of racism. So, I mean, that type of language is dangerous because it makes other people believe that it's safe to just keep on keeping on with what they're doing. It um, It's... A very loud voice that is heard by millions of people that's basically encouraging this to continue well, the other problem is they're because... not they're not addressing like white supremacy they're like hey, it's mental illness and violent video games it really isn't 
either of those things. Yeah. Like, I think one in ten um, mass shooter has shown signs of mental illness. Nine out of ten are not mentally ill. This is not a mental illness problem. Well, because look at I how mean, much it takes ten, out 10 to percent of it that, is. That does... mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it takes yeah. a lot of, like, mental clarity to, like, plan your plan the routes, plan the shooting, plan your manifesto to be uploaded, but not too early because you don't want to get caught before you kill all those people. Yeah. No, these... Well, with the with these shooters, there are actually a string of it. Like people knew about it ahead of time. Uh, the chat, the uh, the website 8chan online is where one of them frequently posted their manifesto. Just nobody took it serious because everyone talks like that there until he actually went and did it, and that's why that uh, website is off the internet now. Well, like completely, the... it was shut down. Well, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, they took that off. But like, they, but don't they just come up with another one? They're like 4chan, 8chan, 9chan. Like they just keep coming up with chans. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it'll move on and become something else. But that was a for-profit thing, so well, they will. Uh, the, the, they're definitely going to see a big dip in revenue. For we a while. talked about this before, but one of the big problems that happened uh, was we used to keep really tight tabs on white supremacist and homegrown terrorists. Because used to, yes, because pre-9/11, like the worst terrorist attacks were what the Unabomber, Timothy McVeigh, and the Oklahoma City bombing, Waco. You know, so we kept tabs on those right. people. Mm-hmm. 9-11 happened, and we were like, shift it all to foreign terrorism. And so we've kind of let those people go. And then they did a weird thing where, like, some FBI documents leaked recently where they had had, they said that, uh, what was it? Um, I'm trying to remember the term they used, but uh, they were describing Black Lives Matter and stuff like that. Oh, black identity politics were a bigger threat to the United States than, like, white supremacist groups. Hmm. Gracious. Yeah. Are we going to see those FBI agents fired, like the uh, the one that sent a text message about disliking Trump? Or? Well, it's, it's just like, you know, J. Edgar Hoover said the biggest danger to uh, the United States was the Black Panther Party because of their free breakfast program. What? Really? Oh, yeah, 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 because think about it. Nothing does more uh, to make your movement known and supported than giving children free breakfast. And he hated the Black Panthers and, like... So he was like, they're giving out free breakfast, we've got to infiltrate them. Huh. Yeah. J. Edgar Hoover was a, I think J. Edgar Hoover would have been lived a better life if he had been born in an area, a time in which he could have come out about being gay. I think he was a very angry, <laughs> closeted gay man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he kept files on all Hollywood actors who were suspected of being gay. Hmm. I have um, heard that. that I like that's that's just a hobby at that point. Yeah, at that point, I'd like to imagine like, a, like why are my, these a my dream date hobby? Hey, uh, J. Edgar, why are why are these files just in a drawer called Spank Bank? <laughs> <laughs> Get out of my office. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's we we do need to do more with like because there was a guy in an article that had gotten out of a white supremacist group and he works to like get other people detached from and he goes it's very violent he goes and it's gonna get worse like and yeah. yeah. And uh, as far as uh, video game violence, there has been... Oh, my God. There, there, there just... is evidence that there is no correlation whatsoever between violent games and violence We've in real life. We've been doing that and since in... the 90s. Yeah, I know, with um, uh, Jack Thompson. But uh, if I can here's the do... fun fact. People, is yeah, that, people um, shot up stuff because of Doom. There, there's actually a inverse correlation where the more violent video games you play the less likely you are to be violent because even people who would have violent tendencies can just get it all out through video games yeah and then they enter a catharsis so they don't want to go out and actually hurt people yeah yeah, so, yeah exactly so there's no correlation but, uh, but like it's walmart but it's um it's actually i believe 
uh, a legitimate false flag accusation to yes. say it's video games because it gives people something very easy to uh, attack and dismiss, and that way they're discussing that and not discussing the NRA, which is the real problem. Exactly. Uh, Walmart, for instance, just sent out a memo where they're taking down violent video game demos and like certain like uh, like ads and posters and stuff like that that depict violence. Uh, uh, yeah, they're still uh, selling guns and ammo. That was a great Seymour meme I saw about that, where he's like, could it be the real guns that are the problem? No, the fake guns are to blame. I said steamed hams. <laughs> fucking assholes. Uh, well, to give you another piece of fucking assholes, did you see the Brazilian inmate who tried to escape dressed as his own daughter? Mm-hmm. I heard about... Oh, yeah, you linked that to me. Yes. Super creepy. He had a mask on. Like, so the problem who with this is... for that? He, he gets... <laughs> the, the Brazilian police didn't. Um, so he gets <laughs> her to visit him in an earnest, you know, like an earnest goes to jail escape attempt. Puts her in his jail cell, puts on a rubber mask and all this other stuff to dress like his daughter and tries to walk out and they nabbed him. And I was like, so what's the end plan? Like, why does his daughter just go, I'll serve your 37 year life sentence? Well, from what I heard is the, they suspect the plan was for her to, um, I guess just sort of leave. Like, after he left, like, oh, sorry, I gotta go, too. Right. <laughs> or, or I, I don't know. I, I forget exactly what it was. But it, it, it was it was one of those things where she was gonna pretend like she forgot something and come back. I, I don't know. I, 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 maybe I shouldn't have. Oh, so the plan wasn't that. to just be like, daughter, I love you. Would you be in prison for me for 37 years? No. She, I, I, I would assume. She had an escape plan. <laughs> I, I would assume at some point the guards would see a uh, five-year-old or whatever she was in a cell and be like, well, shit. And let her out. She wasn't. She wasn't five. I, I believe she was. Um, I, I'm picturing him like hu- you know huddling down and like walking really slow, like penguin walking out of there, pretending. Oh, to be you a think he's gonna old. do it? Like what was that movie with the Wayne's Brothers Little Man, where it's like a grown adult dressed as a baby? <laughs> like, does that baby have a cigar? <laughs> like, is that baby <laughs> shaving? <laughs> Uh, oh my god, that's why the, uh, what do you call it, the Brazilian government was ahead of their time, like, kicking babies out of parliament. It's him. He was going to spy on them. Oh, that wasn't Brazil, that was Kenya. You have Kenya a completely different country Kenya. and a different continent. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remembered it was about parliament and babies. But yeah, it was super weird. Anyway, uh, so now he was found in his cell, uh, hung with a bed sheet. To just make that sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's you like, oh. I, I think, you know, I think he actually would have fared off better in, in his escape if he wouldn't have used the mask. I think if he would have just walked out with all the other elements of the, of the disguise. Well, they, and, I know, and I know he had a shorter hair than, than his daughter, but. Well, they said he got super nervous and that's what tipped him off. I guess he was like, I'm going to have, oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> like he, I think he, he left like real, like real earnest style. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the the mask wasn't helping at all. Like yeah. it it just looked creepy. Yeah, yeah uncanny creepy valley style. creepy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And like... nothing about it looked realistic. Like I was I watched a video where uh, I guess the Brazilian police started recording before they like took off his disguise. And even before they started taking off the you know the elements of the disguise, like none of that shit looked real. I feel like he he walked out into the lobby and they went, oh no, sir. You he, know. Like, yeah, he looked like he, a real doll. Yeah. <laughs> He God, didn't even look he, as real as a real yeah, doll. Yeah, he looked like, faker than a real doll. Like, yeah. And he's just like, hey, I'm going to put on this mask. Know what I mean, Vern? Like, 
<laughs> do, do you think he was like a really big Scooby-Doo fan? And that's why he decided to dress as Mike Pence to get out of there? Oh, it was you the whole time, Mike Pence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was it was super weird. I mean, it's a, it it's a cool idea, I guess, to escape from prison, but also not a great one. And also, no, it's a dumb idea. It's not a cool idea. But they it's said he would have terrible. gotten away had he not acted really weird while walking out. And I go... Uh, I, I'm sure something else would have tripped him up. That's what did trip him up, but like an, in another five steps, something else would have happened if he was calm, is my bet. I think his face would have happened. Like that stupid mask <laughs> yeah. that he had like, on. Mm, I don't think you're a real <laughs> person. Um, yeah, I think he could. He should have just done makeup. I think that if you're the father, yeah. you put on a wig, you put on some makeup, you know? Yeah. I think you can get out that way. Why doesn't he have his uh, daughter visit him on Halloween wearing a Frankenstein mask? That way the mask would be more believable when he wears it out. You know, I always thought that if you were going to commit a crime or like a murder, you should do it on Halloween. Yeah, because yeah, then everyone thinks it's just a pretend. It's just an act. Also, if, you can uh, just, someone... you just run into a crowd and switch masks and no one's ever going to find you. Yeah. That that too. And like, if someone sees you covered in blood later, they're like, oh, cool. You put, spend a lot of time on your costume. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's... Uh, I feel like one day we're going to get in trouble for being like, oh, the the Halloween serial killer started when he listened to this podcast. <laughs> oh, no, they find this podcast and they think it's our white manifestos. But, hey, at least if uh, at least if that happens, somebody would listen to our podcast, right? You're right. And then I, that we can take solace in that when we're serving 20 years. Our plan is always, Amanda, has always been if we go to jail to get a lawyer. And the one thing we want of that lawyer is to force the court to listen to all the hours. <laughs> From episode one to whenever we get arrested, just the whole court has got to listen to it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's that's a solid ass plan. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got to do what you got to do to get listeners. You know, uh, John Hinckley tried to shoot uh, President Ford to get uh, uh, what's that famous actress's attention. We're just trying to get our podcast listened to in a court of law. That's at least thirteen people, the judge and twelve jurors, that would have to hear it. I always, um, I've always thought like okay. if I if I died tragically or something, I would get someone to you know write something great about me well maybe not since i was since i'd be dead but i would maybe plan ahead of time and just just tell them make sure you plug my book like whatever you do as you're talking about me just just plug my book i think what you're gonna want is you're gonna want like instead of a program handed out like you know at the everyone gets a copy of your book like at the funeral yeah. like, like hi welcome i know it's yeah, have a seat. Uh, here's a copy of her book. Um, her final wish is that you would read it from cover to cover. Yeah, actually, and her final wish is that you would read it from cover to cover. Actually, we're going to uh, we're going to have a light dinner after everyone's finished reading, and then a discussion of what you liked about the book. And, and then we're going to have a moment where you go on Amazon and rate it. Yeah, a moment um, of rating. So like, yeah. you know, I'm fucking Amazon and rate the book. <laughs> People are like, is this a fucking marketing scheme? I mean, she is really dead, but yes. Uh, that's what she wanted. She wanted you to fucking read her book. You're a shitty friend if you walk out of here without reading that book and reading it on Amazon. <laughs> I think that's way better because we did a bunch of funeral stuff last last episode. But I think your idea tops all of ours. I uh, mean, I gotta. I, that's how I gotta think. You know, I gotta gotta always be pushing that 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 product. Well, you know, we were talking earlier, I mean, Amanda, about like in the 70s, you could just walk in anywhere and be like, I want to be a banker and then get a bank job for like 30 years. You could just be like, I want to be a writer. And they'd be like, you're hired. Like, yeah. 2019 sucks. Yeah. Yeah. God, I miss those days. 
where you could just get jobs whenever you had that uh, ability to do it. Or even if you just asked to do it. Yeah, you could just ask. You just walk in places, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that that's how Abraham Lincoln got his first job. He was just walking by right after the guy had fired the uh, the last guy that worked there. And he's like, oh, why don't I come work in my store? And sure. And yep. he went in, and that was it. And he had it. And he got to sweep floors and run the register. And become president eventually. And eventually become president. That was and also an accident. Empires. He wasn't supposed to be president. They just were so mad at the other guys that it split the party. So, like, you could also just <laughs> become president on accident. Oh, yeah. There were so many accidental pre- Fucking, uh, uh, we might have been talking this before, but FDR was not supposed to be president. They hated him. He kept trying to reform stuff. So they go, he's not going to leave government. What do we do? And they go, make him the VP. That way you'll get his popularity. And he can't. He has no power. And then McKinley got shot, and they went, oh, the goddamn <laughs> cowboys in the White House. <laughs> So yeah, basically you just had to wait for your boss ahead of you to get shot or run over by a carriage. Guess what? Now you owe J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, you know? <laughs> Every employee stream that their boss will get shot I just, and I, they'll be president. I think that maybe the world was just so dangerous back then that like your ability to move up the ladder was just easier. You That's know? true. That's you, true. Now... <laughs> you start out sweeping a firm, sweeping the floors at a firm, you know, tragic fire happens because nobody has, like, fire prevention stuff. Guess what? You're the new CEO. <laughs> I was, uh, when I was trying to get a, um, a job at the paper uh, closest to me, I was um, talking to them about what it took to actually write for them. And they said, you know, we've had the same writers for, you know, a decade now. Some of them have been here for 20 years. If you want to work here, someone has to either retire or die. Did you just, like, like oh, cock okay. a, did you cock a gun and go, would you point me in the right direction? So, uh, who, who do y'all hate around here? <laughs> that happened to me at the small town library I wanted to work at when I was a teenager. I'm like, what do I got to do a good job here? And they go, well, basically someone has to die. And I'm like, what kind of car does everyone drive? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get a job there, and I don't think they appreciated my joke. Well, you know, that's, that's kind of how voice acting works as well. There's like You 10... have to kill a librarian? <laughs> <laughs> no! His power be in me! <laughs> Give me the job! No, I'm just... As, as far as the like the variety of of actors that get the majority of work in voice acting there's like 12 and 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 uh, that's it like whatever cartoons you watch so. whatever video games well, you play you're hearing the same like there 12, are 12 yeah, it's nine just... of those are billy west <laughs> you know what i mean like that's... it's like it's Tara Strong, Nolan North, and Miscellaneous. Billy, yeah, and Troy Baker. Billy like, West, you asshole. Yeah. He holds down everything. Yeah, Billy West and... And, and, um, and like those two Dave, guys that do all the Simpsons voices. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, Harry, uh, Dan, Harry, Dan, Dan Castelletto and Harry Shear, right? Uh, yeah, or Hank Azaria. Or Hank Azaria, yeah, yeah, those yeah. three guys. Yeah, and they, like, we, we, gotta, we really gotta, like, eliminate some people in the voice casting world, like... Yeah. And, uh, and David Hayter for Snake. Yeah, we gotta we gotta get rid of some people. But well, uh, speaking of you know getting... what's weird about Billy West is uh, you know how Fry sounds like a cartoon character. Yeah, that's his real voice. Oh, I that, heard him yeah. on a podcast. I'm like, oh Jesus, why is why yeah. is Fry on this? I oh that's I, I heard a podcast with Billy West and the guy. What's the name of the guy that plays Bender's voice? Oh, I don't remember. Uh, not quite. It's like Joe DiMaggio, right? Something like that. Maybe. I'll say Dan, yes. Dan DiMaggio, something sure. like that. Anyway, I heard a. Uh, the podcast that had him and Billy West, most amazing podcast I ever heard because they're they're just telling stories and riffing of each other and doing all the voices. Yeah, and I was like, I'm like, why? I want these two dudes to just do a podcast where they just do this. And you know, it's, it's kind of the same thing with uh, Richard Horvitz. Like he, um, 
he he sounds exactly like all of his characters do. And and Richard has voiced the uh uh Billy from Billy and Mandy. He voiced Alpha Five okay. and like the old Power Rangers. And like that's that's just his voice. AI. Yeah, like that's yeah. that's just his voice. I was trying to think of Alpha Five the other day because I was talking to a friend and I go, every time I do something stupid, you sound like that little robot from Power Rangers. You just go, ay 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 ay. There's a monster sword on. So. Uh... You know, I've recently signed up for uh, Voice One Two Three. Speaking of voice acting, mm-hmm. and um, so far it's been terrible. Like there was only one that I qualified to even audition for, or one that I feel like I could have possibly auditioned for, because uh, the first one was like, um, "Do this must be a native French speaker. Uh, to do this, we need for you to sing to my mother." And I'm like, "I can't <laughs> sing." And then oh, finally, dude. I got one that sounded so perfect, but I'd just have to be screaming at the top of my lungs, much to the chagrin of all my neighbors. I for, uh, for the, the I'd part. Take, I'd take the French one. I would just do a French accent and be like, "Your mother, she is so beautiful. <laughs> Let me sing a song for her." And then just like <laughs> sing something really stupid, like a Metallica song with a French accent. But I, uh, but I was looking at the. Um, the thing like what they needed me to do i saw the script and it's like nonsense i'm like you know if i just sit down and like just sort of jot this out i can figure out how to say this the best possible way exactly like this guy needs me to and and i look down and it says time to um the deadline seven minutes and i'm like that's i'm reading this wrong and i like double check it and it really is seven minutes till the deadline to submit a proposal for this and i'm like son of a patch and i just pull up audacity and i just very quickly like shoot through the lines screaming into the mic like oh master work for hoo-ha or whatever it goes and i just record the whole thing and um what do you call it do a quick low pass filter like very very cheaply edit it uh save it and i submitted it with two minutes to spare and then two hours later <laughs> yeah no it's definitely rejected but i i tried i tried that's the first of many though Wait, I, like, you're not you're not missing out on much. A lot of those projects that go up like that, they never even really get off the ground. Like they yeah. they they put out those auditions and whatnot, and and then yeah. you you never hear about the progress of them, or they just never update you on on what your status is. It's 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 really weird. And well, well, you know, I was telling a story. Yeah. We won't we won't out him out him on the podcast, but like a mutual friend of ours had me do some voice work and it was very it was like i was leaving i was leaving a message on a voicemail as like a doctor it was like two lines and i sent him a couple different whatevers he sent me this long bag he's like you know from seeing out of the projects i was really disappointed with the quality and i'm like you gave me a minimum amount of direction and it's two lines and it really means nothing to the storyline like it's just a doctor also doctors don't leave test results on voicemails motherfucker that's yeah, not no, realistic. Like, I'm just attacking the project. Like After the podcast, you're going to have to tell me who that is. Your writing if sucks! Like, it, it, I mean, if it's good news, the nurse might, but I mean, the doctor's not going to bother with you if it's dude, good news. If it's bad news, the doctor no, wants no, no to see you in the no, no, because Absolutely I had an STD not. result one time, and I called them, and they're like, you have to come in, and I'm like, I can't. I'm leaving the state, and they go, we can't tell you. And I'm like, tell me! <laughs> tell me what it is! Give me back my boy! Tell me! <laughs> tell me, tell me, tell me! And they were like, we can't. Like, they will not. <laughs> Yeah, they it's, won't. it's like a HIPAA violation. Yeah, it's uh, yeah they don't do that, so there's no way they'd be like, "Hi, interesting." Uh, is it this is the voicemail of John Smith? Yeah, <laughs> you got AIDS. Like, <laughs> no way. Wow. That's not that's not fucking happening. 
Hmm. Uh, all I knew is that uh, the doctor usually doesn't bother to talk to in person if it's good news. So like you'd probably have to show up in person and then like in uh, for a any test or results, or something you have to you. show up. Yeah, like they're not gonna just yeah. be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh, we we sent you a text message like. <laughs> If they call you and they don't actually talk to you, if they leave a voicemail, it's vagueish as hell. Yeah. Like they, you know, they they can't even say this. You know, this voicemail is for this person. It it's yeah, a violation of all sorts. Yeah, of they can't be like, yeah, uh, you know, we're not, we can't say anything, but it rhymes with maids. <laughs> <laughs> Your disease rhymes with maids and dancer. It rhymes it's with dancer. These, it's all these. St- so it's all these terrible laws that make it so that we can't just show up and say, hey, I'd like to be a doctor today. Oh, very, very good, sir. Here's your hacksaw. We're well, removing limbs. You could, because anybody that had the balls to start sawing your leg off, no one's going to be like, where did you study? <laughs> <laughs> like, just, who gives a shit? I mean, remember that, like, doctoring used to be done by surgeons. I mean, not surgeons. Surgery used to be done by barbers. Yeah. Oof. It's like, hey, sure, can yeah. you uh, trim up the mustache and also... Uh, dig into my taint and remove gallstones. Like, that was a real thing you could get done in the same place. Yep. Yeah. Hopefully not at the same time, though. That'd be a very botched uh, hair job. There was a really horrible story, and I know we're running out of time. I'll leave it with this. This guy, because they used to just cut into you and just, like, kind of fish around until they got out, like, kidney stones and stuff. And there's a story about this doctor who was just, like, awful. Even for, like, 1800s, he was awful. Might even been before 18. Anyway, he's just like inside the dude's gooch, just like fishing, doing a terrible job. The dude's just like awake and sweating and finally goes, just leave it, man. <laughs> you, what you're doing is worse than the disease. Forget it. I'm going home. Stitch it up. Oof. Oof. Oof that sounds terrible. Yeah, yeah. Just forget about it. So Stop any, it. Ah! Yeah, anybody that just goes, 2019, such a bad time. I go, have you ever had a doctor put his hand inside your gooch and fish around for stones? <laughs> no, we're doing good. Still in the best timeline. Yeah, still in the best. As bad as things are, it could be worse. I just, you just read some stories. They're bad. But yeah, my Oof. voice acting was bad. I, I don't. Wait, what? Sorry. I just I went back to I that earlier with that. I went back to the earlier thing where he was like I was really underwhelmed with your performance and I'm like ah, my performance was bad. Well, I mean, I did have one where the thing was canceled before I found Voice One Two Three. I found this uh, other site. What was it called? It was some like indie site where you could um, apply to be a voice actor for different games, and it was like one new job a week or something, right? A very very slow website. Was it and, uh, uh, Voice Acting Club? Uh, no, it wasn't that. Um, voice Acting Alliance. I'm just going off of, like the two like message board setups that I I used to apply to all the time. Oh, where did you go to start having any sort of success? Um, I went to to VAC, uh, Voice Acting Club and and Voice Acting Alliance, but I think both of those sites are down and they've become like very um, sad uh, Facebook groups now. You know, the way to make it these days is you just got to make your own shit, put it out there. Yeah. Uh, Like we've been doing with the podcast. That's why we're so fabulously wealthy because we (laughs) made our own podcast and we have so many listeners. But I mean, we also have uh, a a book series that's going to start soon where uh, Peter pitches me an idea, I write it, and then I we get a... Th- and then you rewrite we, it, and then we release it. 
we we have a third friend to uh, do the covers, and then we'll be putting them up on Amazon soon. As so soon as we figure out what the name of it should be. Yeah. So pre plug, pre plug. Keep your eyes open. Pre plug for a book series we're coming out with, and uh, let's go ahead and plug uh, Amanda's awesome book. Uh, what is it called? What is it about? Where can we find it? Um, it's called the size of, size of nobodies, and um, it's uh, about my obsession with getting grumps. No, uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> um, it, it's about a, a girl who uh, has who gets a job taking care of a little girl named May, and because uh, she's she's woefully unemployed, and it kind of turns out to be the worst decision she's ever made, and things kind of go off the rails, and she finds out. All these, all these uh, incredible things about this little girl, and and uh, people tell me it's 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 a book, so that it's you, it's, you know you can be assured that you are buying a book with oh words. it's it's good. I'm a quarter of the way into it. The only reason I haven't finished is because I keep misplacing it this summer. <laughs> uh, like I was reading it when I was on vacation. I'm like this is fucking awesome, and then like when I came back, I can't remember what bag I put it in or where that bag. <laughs> I'm like looking through bags. What the fuck is this book? I want to finish it. Uh, so it is. It is really good. And where can they find this book? Uh, it's on Amazon.com. You can search "The Size of Nobodies." That's uh, S I Z E size. Um, and yeah, and it'll it'll pop up. There's two hands on it with uh, a yes and a no on both on either palm. So. Which is a really cool part of the story. Like, so it plays into it. But yeah, man, like, go buy Amanda Mack's book. It's pretty awesome. She's a published author. God damn it, the most famous person I've ever had on this podcast. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You are our uh, second honorary muckraker, so there is competition for you to uh, not be the most famous we've had on. That's true, but I feel like our other guest, if he does become famous, it's not going to be for anything good. (laughs) (laughs) I love Matt to death, but I feel like if Matt does become famous, it's because Matt is our king and he is holding the head of the previous king. (laughs) I mean, I'm okay with that, (laughs) I guess. I love I love Matt. One time we were talking and he just says, "Man, you know, if there weren't like laws, I'd do so much murder." <laughs> <laughs> and I go, "I love you, and that's why you're my friend, and that's why I'm scared of you." All right, Amanda. Also, you uh, you have your own podcast. Where can uh, what's what's it called? Where can people find it? Yeah, I have a podcast that um, Pete has been on twice. Uh, it's uh, it's called uh, Million Dollar Day Player, and it's a limited run podcast about my like lifelong admiration of Peter Green, who's a a, a character actor, um, mostly known for being a character actor. And he kind of comes in, and he's the villain in a lot, a lot of things. He kind of comes in, and he's the heavy, but um, he's he's a fantastic actor, and he's got a lot of gems that a lot of people haven't seen. So the the main objective of, of the podcast was just to revisit some of those gems that that I love and and talk to them and talk about them with other people but also talk about his his more famous roles like he had a role in Pulp Fiction and role in Usual Suspects and and uh yeah so that's it that's 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 the podcast and actually uh, the last episode of it is going up this Saturday which would already be up by the time this goes up so nice yeah and, the uh, last episode ever? Yeah, it's yeah, limited, it's, limited run. Yeah, it was limited run. It was ah. just six episodes, yeah. Well, why didn't we do that, Peter? We, we could be free right now. Uh, you know, because... <laughs> Instead, this... we're stuck doing this forever because I'm OCD. I can't start something and not finish it. And there's no end to this, Peter. You're going to make some woman very unhappy one day. <laughs> <laughs> 
you're gonna be like Pat. Pat, I I think it's you know we've gotten married and I you know I just I think I wanna I wanna get a divorce. And you're like I can't start something and not end it. If we end it, we gotta end it together. I figured that would mean that I would uh, make some woman very happy someday. Lady, I started this and I'm gonna finish it. That's never anything you want to say to your wife. Like, <laughs> just your wedding vows. Like, I love you. I started this, and by God, I'll finish it. <laughs> nope, nope, don't do that. She's running through me. She's she's running from me through the woods like um the shining. <laughs> I told you, Daddy! I love you. I'm gonna finish it, but not like that. I mean, in a loving way. <laughs> also, if you know any eligible uh, women who would like to finish it with Pat. <laughs> Feel free to hit us up on uh, social media. What are our, what are our socials, Pat? Our socials are at those muckrakers on Twitter. You can also find us at those muckrakers at gmail.com. Send us in your dear Abbeys. We've been actually getting in a surprising amount of uh, fan mail lately from people that are sending us their dear Abbeys. Uh, write in and we will give you our advice. We'll tell you how to solve all of your life problems with uh, all the knowledge that two mediocre white men can... Uh, can provide which and is not much and remember the the patron prayer of this podcast dear lord please give me the confidence of a mediocre white man <laughs> you know your grandfather was known as pistol pete why because he was the goddamnedest abolitionist that lived in that area <laughs>